we all have different ways to celebrate the holidays, right? When you think of an American Christian Christmas tradition, you might think putting up a tree after or before Thanksgiving in my case, you know, there's a couple people out there who get a little too excited and jump right into Christmas after Halloween. That's me. Another tradition may be leaving milk and cookies out for Santa, putting gifts under a Christmas tree, and getting together with family on December 25th. Even before December the 6th, if you don't behave, Santa's watching. In German, it's called he was called der Weihnachtsmann. And it, they were warned that he was watching their behavior. And if they hadn't behaved well, instead of apples, oranges, and good things in their stockings, there would be a switch. While every culture has different traditions, there are also a lot of similarities. And most people can agree one of the best parts of the holidays is getting to spend time with family, even though it can be stressful. It is a time of gathering where we will share some tamales and some hot teas and, and punch and in her honor so that we can always see each other as a family, but also to be united as children of Mary. And that is a tradition that until now, in Mexico, it is a very strong tradition. I'm Bailey Friday, and Texas wants to know, what are some of the different ways Texans celebrate the holidays? So tamales is uh, a food with indigenous origins and in, out of Latin America. And it's made out of a masa, like a corn masa dough. And then you either put it in a corn husk uh, leaf or in a banana leaf, depending again on the region or what's available to you. And then inside the corn, I guess, masa filling, you would put either vegetables, the, the sauce, and either a type of protein if, if people prefer. That is Liz Lopez, a native Texan, also the curator of education at the Institute of Texan Cultures in San Antonio. So the northern part, Zacatecas, is where we're from. The sauce is, has more it's more red and it's not as sweet. So it's a little bit more nutty and, and grainy. And then the southern part, an example would be Oaxaca. The specialty one is like a like a chocolate black mole sauce. Um, and they also would wrap it them their tamales and banana leaves. So the two foods, I guess the two variations of the food eaten during the holiday season, the holiday season being Christmas time. So during a time that what has non, I guess this is where the distinction of non-Indigenous, non-Mesoamerican um, influence of a holiday being brought by colonizers, I guess Western culture, through the um, colonization of the Spanish and other European countries. Since I didn't know the Catholic origin, I was still curious as to why we did certain things at certain times, in, different in the in Mexico versus the U.S., and this is where I would I went down my rabbit holes and tried to see the, the indigenous part of it, just because that was the information I had access to uh, understanding about it. Father Jesus Belmontes is the rector of the cathedral at the Shrine of Guadalupe in Dallas. He gave us some insight into Hispanic Catholic traditions, especially for those migrating from Mexico to Texas. December is a very special month for most of the Hispanics especially for those who are coming from Mexico and Central America and some of them in, in South America because it is the festivity of Our Lady of Guadalupe that starts on December the 3rd, which brings people together to that devotion. 
and families unite. They they come together as as a families and the in the devotion to venerate our Blessed Mother of Our Lady of Guadalupe in her apparitions that she did to that Mexican indigenous in uh, 1531 in that year. So basically, that is a big big tradition for our uh, our our beliefs and basically for our for us as Catholics, especially Catholics from Mexico, because that tradition has been for a couple of, at least almost five centuries. And we had been practicing that devotion since we were kids and praying the rosary and uh, bringing flowers to our blessed mother. So what are some of the other traditions that people outside of your culture may not know about? The Posadas, it is another tradition that came when uh, the Spaniards conquered America. And basically, you have to like transport yourself to those times with Mary and Joseph. They didn't find like no one who could host them. And that's why baby Jesus ended up born in, in, a, in a manger. And um, that, that Posada, it also starts from December the 16th till December the 24th, when is the birth of our, of our Savior. And the Posadas, it is also a tradition that have lasted since Mexico was conquered by the Spaniards. It has changed little by little in some, in some things, but the essence is the same. Where we gathered, we pray the rosary, we gathered, we sing a song in that Posada, where we imitate Mary and Joseph, we dress kids as Mary and Joseph, and we pretend that they are asking for a place to, to stay. And the people are, are, are not going to welcome them because that happens back then where they can find a place where they can be host and where the baby Jesus was not able to, to born. And that's why he ended up, Mary ended up having birth outside of the city in a stable or something like that. that's what the tradition says. So basically, during those nine days, it is also like another novena where we are going to be gathering and venerating those three characters, St. Joseph, St. Mary, and the baby Jesus. And also, it is a time for us to gather as a family, to be united, to sharing food, and to enjoy the life in a very peaceful and religious celebrations. The, the, the purpose, it is just to create and to bond with each other more deeply in our faith, but also in our way to how we are relating with each other. So that's why there's food is always involved in Our Lady of Guadalupe and is all, always involved in those uh, feasts of the Posadas. Archivist at the Pioneer Museum under the Galipsy County Historical Society, Evelyn Weinheimer sets the scene for a traditional German holiday that she celebrates in Fredericksburg, Texas. And if you have never been able to make the trip to Fredericksburg, y'all, this is not a paid promotion. You gotta go. It is just oozing traditional German charm. It's so much fun. It's one of my favorite places. Tell me how Fredericksburg became known for its German holiday traditions. We have practiced German holiday traditions ever since the first settlers arrived in 1846. And we have been very conservative and have continued our traditions. And in the last probably 40 years or so, uh, have become well known for our 
Christmas home tours, Christmas parades. And so uh, it's just something that people like to visit. If you drove into Fredericksburg back in the 1930s, 40s, late 1800s, you wouldn't even see any signs of Christmas. To the Germans, the Christmas tree never showed up until December the 24th in the homes. And maybe there were, well, even way back the month of December, mothers and fathers were busy making and sewing, building gifts that they were going to put under the tree for the children on December the 24th. They would also be doing some baking. Some of our, like our fruit cakes are best if they're baked almost a month in advance and stored to be very delicious on Christmas Eve. Actually going to the celebrations on December 24th afternoons, the children were usually encouraged to take a long afternoon nap, which we always say Santa Claus took, but the children did here. And the parents, mama and papa would be busy uh, decorating that special room with a live cedar tree. Then toward the early evening, the children would be allowed to enter that special room. Uh, in fact, if they were caught trying to peek through the keyhole, trying to see what was in there, or if they heard noises in there, they <laughs> might find a switch in their stocking. Many cultures celebrate during the entire month of December. It's awesome. And then others, of course, have a dedicated number of days, right? And they get together with their families during that specific time. They share food. It's just a really good time. We did observe St. Nicholas Day on December the 6th. And then Santa would visit the next morning they would get to see. And then Christmas Eve, once they were allowed to come in that room, the family would sing Christmas carols. The candles, the real live candles on the Christmas tree would be lighted. Songs, carols, Stille Nacht, uh, O Tannenbaum, all those German traditional carols would be sung. Prayers would be said by the children. Ich bin klein, my hats, mein Herz ist rein, kommt jemand drin als Jesus allein, which in English means, I am little, my heart is clean, no one enters my heart except Jesus alone. And that would be a prayer they had been taught. Then the gifts were opened, and once the family left the tree to go partake in some German dried sausage, uh, fruitcake, any other goods and sweets that they had prepared for the children, then the candles would no longer be lighted. They would be, all the light would be extinguished. Then Sunday morning, uh, they attended church services. Sunday, the 20th, I mean, well, this year it's going to be Sunday morning. That's why I said that. December 25th would be the day they would celebrate the sacred part of Christmas and go to church, have Christmas dinner with the immediate family, and in the evenings, return to church for programs that would be presented by the children. Then the 26th is what we call Zweite Weihnachten, which is second Christmas. And that is when the Christmas festivities were 
shared with neighbors or with the social clubs in town. There are nine consecutive days that you are will be gathering and that you will be like praying and to enable for you to celebrate the biggest feast. For example, the Novena of Our Lady of Guadalupe starts on the 3rd and finishes with the Feast of Our Lady, that it will be the 12th, which she is venerated in as the patron of uh, America, hold co the continent. And then the Novena for Christmas will start on the 16th and will end up on the 20th. Fifth, where is the, the, the birth of, of our Lord? And we call it Novena because those are nine days, according to what it says, nine months that Jesus lasts in the, in the womb of Mary, nine months that the baby, it is like for him to born. So it is like, a, like something that begins and something that will end up in nine months. But it, instead of waiting nine months, you end up waiting just nine days. But on those nine days, you pray rosary and you also, you can offer like the celebration of a mass. And actually after the celebration, it will be like something to share, goodies to share with the family that they come together and that they are meeting. That's why we call it novena because novena comes from the number nine in the Latin. Uh, today you... Our visitors come to the National Museum of Pacific War, but back in the early days, it was called the Nimitz Hotel, where they had a huge ballroom. And early part of the day, the children would go there dressed in costume. They called it the mask ball, which means mask ball in English. And they would dress like angels or shepherds or Little Red Riding Hood or uh, German nobility, fairies, and they would get to dance. Then later in the day of the 26th, the adults would have their Christmas dancing at the hotel. Those are basically, I mean, Christmas was contained right there, 24th, 25th, 26th. And then the decorations would be left up until Epiphany. Most facets of holiday celebrations are pretty enjoyable, but some stand out among the rest. Like, if I had to choose a favorite holiday tradition, the interesting thing about it is that through time, my favorite traditions have changed. So when I was a very young child, it would have been baking a happy birthday Jesus cake with my mom and my brother and my dad. And then later, it would become reading the Polar Express every Christmas Eve. And it's just one of those things, you know, that makes the holidays so magical. Definitely the food. <laughs> uh, I really like the decorations. And another part of it has been, I guess, the, the red poinsettias. Those are flowers indigenous of Mesoamerica. Uh, but when Europeans came, they really liked how festive they looked as well. So that's when they were incorporated as part of a Christmas iconography yeah another way to decorate things during the holidays because there were red flowers but they weren't necessarily viewed as Christmas time plants so I guess that that part of it is how I like seeing the combination of two different ways of celebrating 
food and family gatherings come together regardless of people's sometimes spiritual beliefs or I guess uh, their values, but they still happen to come together. My favorite holiday, it will be, well, it's not just one holiday. It will be the month of December that brings all these holidays together because it is the holidays of the novena, the holidays of the posadas, the, the Christmas. And then after that, it will be the holiday of the six, um, the other Reyes, that is the, it's on January the 6th, that it will be the Feast of the Epiphany. But specifically that day, January the 6th, uh, it is a tradition where the three wise men that visit baby Jesus offering gold, frankincense, and mirror, uh, they would be the ones who would be visiting kids with all sorts of, of presents, gifts, and they would wake up in the morning and they would see all this um, presence in their beds. But it's the, it's the parents that they do that while they're asleep, the kids. And they, it was like a, a tradition that in, during the night, well, they were like almost like Santa Claus, like uh, on the 25th, when you wake up, okay, look what Christmas, look what Santa brought you. But instead of being on the 25th, it will be on December, on January the 6th. My favorite part is now that I'm married and my parents are gone for many, as long as 30, 40 years, my grandparents are gone. We're trying to keep the tradition of extended family still getting together. It's getting harder and harder. Uh, back then, when I was a child, the, whole, the entire family lived here in Fredericksburg, but that's not true anymore. Uh, they're having to travel great distances. They have in-laws from other sides of the family. And so it's really hard. In my family, we're still trying to get together on the 26th of December. And that's my favorite part, being there with family, uh, getting to find out who's uh, getting married soon or who has a new baby and, and learning to uh, their family learning all about their experiences, that's the fun part for me. We don't even exchange gifts anymore. We used to, but the family's just getting too large. I still exchange gifts with my own grandchildren, my own children. I'm Bailey Friday at News Radio 1080 KRLD in Dallas, Fort Worth. Thank you for joining me on our podcast, Texas Wants to Know. If you like the show, please go ahead, give us a rating, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and tell your friends about us. This episode was produced by Chris Blake and Savannah Jones, original music by Michael Eisenstein, editorial support from Cooper Mall. Odyssey's managing producer for national news podcasts is Myron Kaplan.